Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And the child was an adult this entire time. Really? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because, like a lot of shows... We like to spoil things occasionally. That's right, because if you haven't heard one of our shows before, what we do on it is look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. That's right, just by pretty much guessing. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is The Matrix Resurrections, and for our international audience, The Kingsman. Because apparently we're not getting The Kingsman over here until January. No, we have to wait for that, gem. But we can go out and watch The Matrix Resurrections right now. In fact, I think we will right after let's, this show. Let's do that. And by the way, everybody, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Hope everybody is well, seeing family or whatever you're doing over Christmas. I know we're about to go back to our hometown. No, we're in our hometown right now. <laughs> we teleported to our hometown. Yeah, that's right. Well, actually, that's we know that that's not true because we're in the studio right now. But we're pretending like we don't record this show a week in advance. <laughs> So yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it will be Christmas Eve. Everyone will have had their stockings hung up. Yes. Santa Claus will have his plate of biscuits and milk out. That's right. And I'll eat those biscuits and milk. (laughs) And what better present? What better pre-Christmas present than an episode of Potential Spoilers? Yes, that's right. Where we cover a A horror movie. A very Christmassy themed horror movie. Scream. Scream. Which I don't think has ever been Christmas themed at all. No. But yeah, we're here to talk about it today. So if you're not familiar with Scream, it came out in 1996. The original movie Scream came out in 1996 and it was directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. Now, can you explain to anybody, I'm sure you've seen the movie now, can you briefly explain what the the plot of the first Scream movie is and just what the general franchise, what the, the whole vibe of the general franchise is. Yeah, so it's pretty much very much a homage to classic horror movies by when we're talking about Halloween, we're talking about Elm Street, we're talking about the classic slashes. And sure. It's, uh, it's kind of a very- Black s- Christmas, I think, more so. And it's very much a self-aware horror slasher movie. So yeah. essentially- Franchise, you'd say. Yeah, franchise, yeah. Essentially, the formula of the first movie is that there's a killer on the loose, a masked killer that's attacking teenagers, and they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out who it is. We think it can be any number of people. And, and the know. killer's name is Mr. Scream, right? Mr. Scream is his name, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, come on, Kieran. I, I've watched the movies now. I know it's not Mr. Scream. His name is Ghosthead. <laughs> Ghosthead? <laughs> it's Ghostface. I know. Oh, okay, you're joking. Um, but yeah, so essentially it's a mask killer running around killing teens, you know, fulfilling all the necessary tropes that you do in these kind of movies. But yep. they're actually more aware of these sort of tropes. They talk about them in the movie. They were like, yeah. if this was in a movie, this would happen. And then that exactly happens. It's and that's, very meta. Mm, yeah. And that's kind of the fun of this movie and why I think it's as popular as it has been. Yeah. And of course, as I mentioned, it's directed by Wes Craven, who, of course, brought us a whole bunch of slasher movies, mm. including Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. He loves to put that shirt in all those movies, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Did you like how he appeared as Fred the Janitor, just yeah. as Freddy Krueger in the first movie? <laughs> just a guy just mopping the halls. That, yeah. was, that was Wes Craven himself. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's oh, right. there you go. That's cool. And the movie was so popular, the original movie, that is, was so popular, we was followed by Scream 2 in 1997, so a year later we got a sequel, and Scream 3 in 2000, so they gave it a couple more years burn mm. on that one. And then Scream 4 in 2011, 11 years later. And here we are, another 11 years later. It's becoming like a 7-Up series where we have a new installment every 11 years or it's to like, talk about the next installment. Yeah, or it's like Jeepers Creepers, right? Every time, you know, the movie pops up every few years and you have to fight it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much like that. 
And now Scream also had a TV series as well on MTV, which ran for three seasons before being cancelled. <laughs> well, I think they just said, oh, we're done. We're finished now. The story's all wrapped up. That's funny because I did some research into this show and I was like, oh, there's a TV series. Because you know the characters in this movie are all related to or, or have connections with previous characters yeah, that's in the right. movies. And I saw there was a Sheriff Carpenter in the TV series. I was like, oh, there's a character in this in this movie called yeah, Carpenter, and it turns right. out they were completely different races. That's so right. I was like, oops, <laughs> never mind. Well, it still could be the case, okay. though I don't think the TV show is related to the movie series at all. From what I understand, they're completely unrelated stories. Was the TV show highly acclaimed? I didn't hear much about it. Mm, not really. People kind of liked it. I mean, it got three seasons, so the first mm. season must have been all right. I think they ran out of ideas in the second season, because by the third season, they're like, we're an anthology show now. <laughs> nice. So they just started fresh. So, Matty D, I want to know, what is your history with the Scream franchise? So, up until this episode, I had pretty much no real history with the Scream franchise. Now, when I was a little a little boy growing up in the 90s, I saw that iconic mask everywhere. It was yeah. like a classic Halloween costume. And I just that's figured right. it was just one of those things, like if people dressed as witch, people dressed as like a ghost. And, you know, that's just what people dressed as. I didn't think it was an actual character until I became a lot older. And I went through my, I've spoken about- It's a very it. generic mask, isn't it? It is. Well, I guess that's the point, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, that is the point. It's not. Um, it's not oh. the hockey mask. It's not the William Shatner. Yeah, William spray Shatner. painted white mask. No. from Halloween. But yeah, so I I didn't realize it was a character until I went through my horror phase as a kid. That I guess people listening to the show know I went through a little bit of a, a horror. You phase watched Halloween, as, didn't you? And exactly, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. As it seems like everybody does. Every every male like. Before yeah. they're before they're a teenager or just on the cusp of teenagehood, will be will go through a Halloween. Yeah, it's a rite like- of passage. <laughs> you got to watch all the classic horror movies, otherwise you won't be a man. But this movie I never watched, so I went through yeah. like you know Friday the Thirteenth, um, you know Nightmare on Elm Street, all those ones, and I sort of was coming up to Scream, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of over it by now. So I never actually watched them. Yeah. Uh, for years, and it, it, I kind of knew what the movies were about through proxy, I guess, but it was only until very recently that, um, well, it was only until a few nights ago that I watched the movie for this show for the first time. There you go. And I got to say, um, I really enjoyed it. I watched the first movie, and I watched the second movie. I couldn't finish the second movie because of time constraints, but I enjoyed both of them a lot. Well, you enjoyed what you saw of the second one. Yes. You didn't know what the twist at the end was. No. Which is probably why you still enjoyed well, that movie. Well, I, I cheated and looked it up, but I didn't know okay. at the time. All right, fair enough. We, I guess we won't spoil it for people here, but uh, maybe through our plots we might have to. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So my history with the Scream franchise, quite like you, I didn't really watch these growing up. I watched a lot of horror movie franchises. I watched Halloween. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Watched Friday the 13th. But by the time I was done with all those, I was just like, mm, Scream is kind of tame by yeah. comparison. Like, that's for kids. <laughs> and, and it wasn't like... It was kind of too modern to be kind of cool. Like it yeah, felt like right. you wanted to get the classics done first. So you wanted yeah. to watch the seventies, you know, eighties movies, and, and they then, were a lot gorier by nature. Yeah, and like the the uh, like the late nineties were kind of like, eh, yeah, they're too close to home at the, that stage. Because basically, those classic horror movies were always restricted for adults, but then. <laughs> The Scream movies always had a lot tamer rating, so we could actually go and see them. So that automatically doesn't make them as cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So why waste our time with those? So I never really watched them. Quite like you, I watched them all within the last couple of days. Early last week, I started watching them and I've watched all of them now. I've watched all four Scream movies. And I've got to say... The problem is I watched Scary Movie first. I watched Scary Movie years and years oh, ago. Oh, no, that so ruined it Scary for Scary Movie has completely ruined the plot of the original Scream movie for me because I've just seen, like, in my mind, I can't watch any scene without relating it back to a parody in Scary Movie because it's exactly the same movie. Special exactly the Officer same Dewey? <laughs> special Officer Doofy, more like it. Which, as you know, that name has a special, special connection to yes. our show. Yes. But... 
Yeah, so I was watching that first movie and I was just like, eh, nothing in it seems fresh to me because I've seen it done a million times in Scary Movie, but I can appreciate what they're going for. It's an interesting angle. I don't feel like it's been done before. Maybe in the late 80s they did something similar, but not to the same acclaim. Those sequels, by the way, I've got to say, it's hilarious that in the first movie, they spend all this time like pointing out the tropes yeah. and subverting all the tropes. And then the series just devolves into one of the movies that they make fun of in the first movie. So it literally becomes the movie that they're like, oh man, horror movies are so predictable. And then next thing you know, by Scream 3, they're doing everything that they're making fun of in the first movie yeah. to the point where the characters become so like useless that it's just up to like Officer Dewey to save the day every time. And you're like, well, as long as Dewey's there, you know that everyone's going to be safe. And then because the main characters, like, it got to the point where the main characters become untouchable. So Gail, Dewey, uh, and Sid- Sydney. Sydney. You know that they're not going to die. So there's no real tension. So if there's a new character on screen, you're like, well, they could die. They could but die. as long as Gail, Sydney, and Dewey on screen, you're like, no, nah, nothing's going to happen to them. They're going to be fine. They're going to beat the killer. And it became incredibly formulaic, I would say, by the end of the second movie. So the second movie just basically did the first movie, almost shot for shot. It did the exact same twist at the end, but with like even more ridiculous How circumstances. How was that opener, though, in the second movie? Oh, the fake out one? Yeah, the one where they're in the movie cinema. In the cinema, yeah. yeah. I love that. That was good. But then when they did it in Scream 3 <laughs> no! and Scream 4. No, did they? Yes. Oh, they kind of no. like put a dampener on it. So how would you rate all the movies? Uh, the first one I thought was okay. The second one I thought was less okay. The third one was terrible. The fourth one was fucking awful. Okay, right. That's and the it. twists just get more and more elaborate and unreasonable as they go along too. So I don't know if they're going to improve it in this movie. So I've just gone completely out the window as far as the twist is concerned. Now, the main thing about predicting this plot is it's a real challenge for us because if we don't get the killer, then we literally have nothing. Yeah. We you might as well just completely throw our predictions out the yep. window if we don't have the killer. Because we know in this movie, and I know there's probably fans listening to this movie, so I mean this with all respect. With all due respect. But a lot of this movie will be a lot of nothingness until the killer is revealed. Yeah. Right? It's just going to be a lot. Is it him? Is it her? What's yeah. happening here? Some people It's going to be following the Scream formula. Mm. And if it doesn't, the fans aren't going to like it. Yeah. So they can't really do anything new, even though the whole idea behind the Scream franchise is to do something new. But now that it's a franchise, you can't do anything new with it yes. because the fans are expecting a formula. They're in a hole. Yes, exactly. So they can sit there and talk out their ask about being a super meta all they want, but they're just going to follow the same tropes of well, a Scream movie. I guess we'll see though, right? I guess we'll see. So I guess this brings us neatly into talking about this new upcoming movie. Now, it's the fifth installment in the Scream franchise, but it's not called Scream 5. It's just simply called Scream 2020. Mm -hmm. We've seen this done countless times before when they're trying to soft reboot a series. So this movie is not technically a reboot since it's a continuation of the story and it stars the same main characters. But my guess is they're attempting to set up new characters to continue on in a future series, quite like Halloween 2018. Yep, that's a pretty good guess. Even though Halloween 2018 has Jamie Lee Curtis in all of the installments, like yeah. the new the new franchise that they've launched has Jamie Lee Curtis, but it's unrelated to those previous movies, as we've discussed in a previous episode. Yeah, and they're probably in this movie going to be referencing the first movie heavily, yes, and the second movie, and kind maybe of brushing over the third and fourth. Absolutely, absolutely. I bet you anything anything that happened in the third and fourth movie, they're not going to reference at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit just for continuity. But, you know, nothing of value really happened in those two movies that will impact our main characters in any significant way. Well, that's good because I didn't watch those movies, so I'm not at a disadvantage then. Mm, Except you don't know what's been done before. Nope. 
So you could say so. You might say, "Oh, a teenager gets stabbed in a dark house," and I'd be like, "Manny D, they've done that before <laughs> in every fucking movie." <laughs> Sounds like you did not have a good experience watching it. I I loved this movie. Yeah, it's because you watched the good one, Manny D. <laughs> you watched the good one that people my, like. My bar was very low. I was like, eh, "It's not going to be too good," and I ended up really enjoying it. Have you seen Scary Movie? No. You should go out and watch Scary Movie. Because I, I don't like those. But movies. it'll be a cherry on top of the cake because, like I said, it's just a shot for shot like parody of it. Right. And yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting comparison. Well, I've seen I've seen the Doofy character, and I was like, yeah. well, this is a parody of the character of Scream, but I don't know if it's so much of a parody or just like <laughs> the exact same character. It's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> no, we love you, Will Arnett. Not Will Arnett. <laughs> what, what's his name? I think you'll find it's uh, David Arquette. David Arquette. Let me do that again. We love you, David Arquette. <laughs> Seamless. And Will Arnett. I like him too. Now, of course, this is the first movie in the franchise not to be directed by Wes Craven. Mm. Manny D, you're going to ask me why he's not coming back. Because he's wiping his hands with it. Yeah, that's right, because he's dead. Mm. He's dead and buried, but if we know Wes Craven, he'll be back. He'll be back in our <laughs> nightmares. Just like George A. Romero, he'll be back. Mm. Now, something interesting as well that's really going to throw a spanner into the works of our plots is that throughout the making of the movie, they've actually filmed multiple character deaths and endings. So, they've oh. filmed several endings and several character deaths. And they've used several of those in the trailers to throw us off. Oh. So there's characters who are shown to have been killed in the trailer who may not actually die in the movie, vice versa. And the cast and the crew themselves have no idea who the killer's going to be. Wow. This is the reason why they shot it that way. They're also given scripts with multiple endings too. So only the director and the editor, presumably, and the distributor and the <laughs> producer will know what the actual ending of this movie is before it comes out. So I guess they didn't want it to leak at all. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I like that. Yeah. I'm pretty confident with knowing who the killer is then. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Well, let me tell you, I am not. <laughs> I am very confident that I don't have the killer. But I, like I said, I was just going off the ridiculousness of the previous movies or the sequels more so. Just trying to get like a real curveball that the, the, it's the last thing you would expect. Mm. So I'm like, that's what I'm going with. Cool. I know I'm not going to be accurate. And eh. Hey, we did all right in Knives Out. The Knives Out episode. Sure. Sure. I can't wait to see what you've got. <laughs> But uh, before we get into it, what do we know about the movie so far? So, so far I've seen, I think there's two trailers out with this uh, with this movie. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, there's like a trailer and there's a few specials that you can kind yeah. of watch. Where sort of like behind the scenes, character introductions, very much fun what, stuff like that. Yeah, very much what they did with the Halloween uh, yeah, that's right. promotional material. So, in the trailer we can see that, you know, Ghostface is back. Mm-hmm. We don't know who Ghostface is, a killer that's taking up the Ghostface mantle. That's very traditional. Starts, he starts killing teenagers that have an association with people in the pre-existing movies. With killers from the pre-existing movies. Oh, is it with D. the killers? Yeah, really? that's right. That's important. I just thought so they're was- all related to the killers from the previous movies. Ah, but we don't know that they're directly related as in like family members. They just have a connection yeah, too. So yeah, maybe so- their parents were killed by, well, that wouldn't make sense, would it? Maybe a, a family member was killed by Ghostface, or maybe they're directly related to somebody who was Ghostface mm. in the past. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. So the and there's no possible way of knowing, by the way, because no. I did all my research, and there's no possible way of well, knowing what the connections are. Well, there's a few characters that have the same last names as other characters, and that's as close. Mm, there as isn't actually. You can get. Isn't there a guy called Wes Hicks, and he's related to Judy Hicks? Yeah, but there's a specific reason for that. Uh, well, you might be missing it. Maybe. 
everyone the killer is attacking or targeting is somebody who has a connection with those movies, with those previous movies. Those no, with killers, the killer. With the killers. And I guess they then reach out to the our old favourites, to the heroes mm-hmm. of the previous movies, which is Dewey, which is Gale, which is uh, Sydney, Sydney yep. to come and face the killer. And save the day as they do in every movie. Yep. So in the trailer, we see a lot of killing. <laughs> yep. We don't know if any of this is accurate to the movies because they've already said that they're trying to throw us off. A lot of a lot of reuniting of characters. Yep. Reminded me very much of the Halloween trailer. Absolutely. I think that's been done intentionally. I guess we'll discuss it when we talk yeah, about but our other plots. Other than that, we know not much else. Nope, and that's done on purpose. Would you like to know the official synopsis for this movie? Lay it on me. I better give so many hints. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders. Wow, there's a spelling mistake in this. <laughs> 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro. A new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. And that's the official synopsis from Paramount. That's worded terribly. (laughs) Yes, it is. What are you doing, Paramount? They must have got the intern to write that. (laughs) Does that give us any information? No. No. That just tells us that a killer's back and it's been 25 years. Yeah. Not helpful at all. All right, let's talk about who's in the movie and we'll dive straight into our plots. Now, now a lot of the actors in this cast are actually appearing in a movie for the first time. This is their very first screen appearance. So I don't have any like prior credits for them. So I'm just going to talk about the actors who we know Mm -hmm. and then anybody else who is new. I'm just going to briefly skim over. I'm just going to say who they are and who they're playing. So returning as Sidney Prescott, who is the hero from the previous screen movies. All of them. Is Nev Campbell, who of course is most famous for appearing in... The Scream movies, as well as The Craft, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this, Wild Things. Wild Things, was yeah, she? Wild Things. Do you remember Wild Things? Nope. That sex movie with uh, Nev Campbell and, oh, was it Denise Richards? Man, that's a spicy movie when you're a teenager. <laughs> Can't believe you've never seen it, Matty D. Nope. You'd be too busy watching Land Before Time 2 again. <laughs> anyway, that's, you know, Land Before Time is a pretty spicy movie when you're, you know, six years old. <laughs> what, what am I talking about? Anyway, anyway. That singing dinosaur. Anyway. <laughs> Next up, returning of the character as Dewey Riley is David Arquette. Former WCW champion. Just I was going to throw mention that, that out there. Yes, he was. What is the WCW? Are you joking? No. World Championship Wrestling. It was the other. Is it related to the WWF? No, it was WWE. Another, it was the other. It was the competing company to the WWE. So WCW was like the brand that was born out of the um, NWA. Ric Flair was in it. Uh, NWA, Gold. as in like. <laughs> National Straight Wrestling out of Association. But yeah, WCW oh. was the, the competing. So like Goldberg was in WCW. Uh, ah. Ready to Rumble. Was it Ready to Rumble? That was a WCW movie. DDP's in WCW. Um, Sting, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, okay. They got them. They got and David Arquette, apparently. Randy, Randy Savage, yeah. But uh, WWF ended up winning the wrestling wars and bought out WCW. They were like oh, competing against each other for and a while. And shut it down. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because <laughs> they were giving the championship belt to David Arquette. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Which is a very unpopular decision, by the way. So, Apparently, all the wrestlers wanted to beat him up. Like, all the wrestlers were really angry, firstly, because he was getting the championship belt. And secondly, they were like, why is this guy with Courtney Cox? Like, he's such a loser. We could date Courtney Cox. Right. So, aside from being in the WCW, he's also most famous for being in the Scream movies, quite like Nev Campbell. And he was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was. And he's a wrestler now, by the way. Next up, talking about, I guess, are they still married or are they have they separated now? I think they've separated. Okay. I don't know. Next up, talking about David Arquette's former partner, playing the character of Gail Riley, is Courtney Cox, who, of course, is probably best known for playing Monica in Friends. Yeah, and being in the Ace Ventura movie. Oh, was she in Ace? Oh, you're right. Yeah. She was in Ace Ventura. And what was the artist that pulled her on stage? She was like a fan, a planted fan that was pulled on stage. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. And she was in Cougar Town. <laughs> That's Let's right. not forget Cougar Town. That's not. Next up, returning as the character of Judy Hicks is Marley Shelton, who of course is probably best known for appearing as Dr. Block in Planet Terror, <laughs> a favourite of mine. And she was also in Sin City very briefly. She was in the opening scene of Sin City and got shot. Oh, nice. And she was a, very much a, a teenage crush of mine. Oh, really? So I'm very happy to She's see her bad. in a movie again. There you go. Man, just when she you. popped up in Scream 4, I was just like, oh, <laughs> my childhood. <laughs> Next up, returning as the voice of Ghostface is Roger L. Jackson, mm. who outside of doing the Scream movies, he's probably most famous for doing the voice of Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff no Girls. No way, really? Yes, that's him. Oh, that's Mojo amazing. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, he's, he's a highlight in all of these movies. And I want to know how, I know that they use like a voice changer in some of the sequels, but like, how did they manage to like pull off his voice every single time? No matter who the killer is, they've always got this exact same voice. Mm. Yeah, that's, well, they have a voice modifier, right? Yeah, that's how they but do in it. the first movie, they were just putting on a voice. So how did they know what the voice sounded like to make the voice modifier? Because it's not like he appeared on TV or anything. No, I don't know. I thought they had like a little machine that they spoke into that changed their voice in the first movie. They do, but it was just to alter their voice so they wouldn't recognize their voice. It wasn't right. like the voice modified turns their voice into Roger L. Jackson's voice, but that's how it is in the sequels. So <laughs> uh, let's not pay too much attention ah, to this. So playing the character of Tara Carpenter, of course, t- the surname Carpenter is a reference to John Carpenter mm-hmm. because in these movies they love referencing, referencing you know, famous horror movie directors. But of course, this has been done to death in so many movies. I think Night of the Creeps was the first movie I ever saw where everyone's last name was uh, you know, a famous horror director's name. But anyway, playing the character of Tara Carpenter is Jenna Ortega, who I know best as a Disney Channel girl. I don't know what show she was on, but I remember always seeing her face in one of those stupid shows that I didn't watch. She was in Stuck in the Middle. Oh, that's it. There you go. From the looks of it, she's not going to be doing too much like outlandish stuff in this movie. No. <laughs> I would predict that she's not really going to appear too much in the movie. Maybe in the first few minutes. Yeah. Uh, next up, playing the character of Wes Hicks is Dylan Minnette, who the only thing I know him from is 13 Reasons Why. That was a big hit. I've never seen 13 Reasons Why, but I always know Dylan Minnette as the guy who's like a master of mouth acting. <laughs> Whenever you see him, he's always got like his mouth agape. Like, his, his one standard, like, go-to acting method is just standing there, just mouth open, staring at the camera. And I'm sure, I am sure we're going to see a lot of that in this movie. Probably. And the last person I really wanted to talk about playing the character of Amber Freeman is Mikey Madison, who, of course, we've seen before in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. She is one of the Manson family killers who got brutally murdered at the, well, no, well, brutally killed in self-defense at the end of the movie. That's right. A lot of critics said she was murdered. That's right. Uh, I just want to also point out Jack Quaid as Richie... Kirsch, is it Kirsch? Kirsch. Um, what do you know him from? Well, he was in The Boys. Oh, okay. Recently, that Netflix series. I wasn't familiar with him at all. Uh, we've also got Mason Gooding as Chad Meeks Martin. Also, Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy Meeks Martin. Carl Golner as Vince Schneider. And Sonia Ben Amar as Liv McKenzie. So many people in this movie. So many bodies for the body yeah, count. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Body count, right? Body count. Body count. But why, why am I doing a fucking Universal Soldier reference? No one's, <laughs> no one's going to get that. Body count. Body count. Oh, my God. All right, let's move on. All right. Who's going to go first? Matty D, can you please go first? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I really want to hear what you've got. All righty. All right. Let's 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 start with my screen movie. Now, this is a hard one, of course, because it's got to be predicated How confident are you? on a twist. Look, you said you were confident. I'm confident that I know who the killer is, at least partially. Sure. If that makes sense. If you know where sure. I'm going. Oh, we should mention as well, we always say that we look yes. at the trailer, the promotional material, the poster, and in this circumstance, the poster was actually vitally important yes. to our plots because- the poster has a picture of all the characters on it, 
and the tagline on the poster is, one of these people is the killer, or the killer is on this poster. So we knew straight away, like, we can eliminate everybody in the trailer who's not on the poster, mm-hmm. but that still leaves us with, like, 10-plus <laughs> characters. But yeah. I'm like, well, you're just going to look at who dies in the trailer and then just work backwards from there. Yeah, unless it's a fake-out, of course. Of course, of course, which there are going to have fake-outs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the poster does have Ghostface, like, the Ghostface mask on it, yeah, so they could right. cheap out and just say, well, well, technically the killer is on the I poster. I don't know if you saw this, Matty D, but they also did a series of character posters, mm-hmm. and they same as with Knives Out, they only had character posters for people who are murder suspects in yes. the movie. Ghostface is on all of those posters. Yeah. So, of course, Ghostface is the killer, but they highlighted that all of these individual characters, they're holding the mask, and we know that one of these people is definitely the killer. Yeah. Yeah, sure. One of them. Yeah, sure. (laughs) sure. Like, I believe that. All right. So, you want to hear what I think? Yes. Yes, please. I'm super excited. We're going to start with a flashback. What? Pretty, pretty surprising, right? But, like, you know, that's what's happening in modern movies. Now, Ghostface is a child. It's the the mid-90s. Everything looks yellow. And he's hanging out with his brother. That's a smaller version of Ghostface. (laughs) Little Ghostface falls off the swing set, and big brother Ghostface comes up to him and says, don't worry, nothing will hurt you again, and then starts stabbing the swing set. (laughs) Okay. Now, this is actually a very sensible prediction. It may sound like complete nonsense, but given the trend of all movies these days, including the new Halloween movie, spoilers, Starting with a flashback where we go back to where everything started, I'm not surprised that you included that at all. <laughs> all right. So that is a very sensible prediction. I don't think I've seen a movie in the last year that didn't it's start with a flashback. Childhood flashbacks as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about one in a week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me let me seriously talk about what I think will okay. actually open up. No, I'm counting that many. Okay, you I'm count that. that. So if, if it's two little brother ghost faces, then I get a point there. No, even if there's just a flashback, I'm going to give you a point. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. So, other than that, I think it's going to be a cold open. Um, a young woman is going to be watching a horror-related classic. Sure. Is Any this, guesses? Is this... Um, well, my guess would be Halloween. Sure. Okay. You know, because it's exactly the same as what they did in the previous movie. She'll make comments about how predictable it is, but says is that she no she's talking one- to herself? Yeah, she's talking to herself. Yeah. Okay. So, but, um, but saying that no one is making movies like this anymore. Or she might- Man, be- this is so predictable, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but she might be talking to her- This is very meta. She might be talking to her sister, actually. Maybe. Perhaps. Sure, Okay. She'll also see an ad for a sequel movie and exclaim how studios- A sequel movie, you say? Yeah, like a sequel movie, like a movie that's coming up. Okay. um, Either a reboot or a sequel of an existing franchise. He's missing an opportunity here, folks. And then she'll say, oh man, this is so bad how the studios are just pandering to nostalgia. Yeah, they did that in another movie. (laughs) (laughs) Did did they? They did that in Scream 3 and Scream 4, Matty D. No. Then she says, I bet they'll do something unoriginal, like just copy the first movie beat for beat, especially the opening sequence. But just then, Mm -hmm. just then, suddenly she gets a phone call and mysterious voices on the line. At first, she brushes it off as a prank, but the caller rings back each time, becoming more and more serious and more and more deadly and more and more dangerous, right? So the ring gets more intense. (laughs) That's what you're saying. The stranger will ask what her favorite movie is and insists that she play a game. Now, in this movie, just as a as a broad prediction, it's going to rely on a lot of modern technology. So the killer always called people, but now we live in a world that everyone has mobile phones, so the killer might text people. He's going to WhatsApp people. Yeah, and we see in the trailer that the killer has somebody else's phone and is using that phone to text like he's calling okay. he's texting on behalf of somebody called Amber so she doesn't you know she thinks it's Amber texting her but it's actually the killer okay. so there's going to be a lot of that we'll see the scene that we see in the trailer that the killer starts controlling the locks on the doors much like mm-hmm. the first movie and then bursts through the door and kills the woman now the woman's name is Tara Carpenter mm-hmm. and her sister Sam 
think her name is Sam. Yep. Yep. So sister Sam is in the in the house as well, is scared and flees the scene. And, you know, we see Tara getting dragged away and presumably butchered and killed. Mm. Then we get the title sequence where we see the title screen. Scream. Yep. Sam, who's Tara's sister, is obviously shook by this, so she goes to special officer. I've got to be careful to say his name right. <laughs> Dewey! Dewey, who has since retired yep. and is punching out of his league with Courtney Cox. Um, but I think maybe their relationship is strained, so they haven't seen each other for a while. Okay. He hasn't seen Scream 4. Has that happened in Scream 4? We'll talk about it. Okay. Well, maybe they're together then. Who knows? So Sam is racked with guilt for letting her sister die. And Dewey says, I know these, killing- I know these killings from <laughs> all the says, other movies. There, there. I'm super over this by this point. <laughs> I have no sympathy for you, bitch. <laughs> so he calls his wife, Gail, mm-hmm. and also Sydney. Uh, so Gail's going to be like a, a successful morning show host mm-hmm. that's kind of like resting on her laurels a little bit. And Sydney will have moved away from wherever this place is. Uh, we're in a, wherever Woodsboro. This movie, West, Westboro? Woodsboro. Woodsboro. No, Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs> Woodsboro. So she's moved away from Woods, Woodsboro and is sort of like moved on with her life. And, um, you know, they hate gays in Westboro. That's right. That's right. So that, oh, that's, sorry, everybody. That's bringing those characters back to town. Back, back to town. Yeah. So Dewey's been watching these cases for a while, and so far there's been three teenagers killed, including Tara. They all have links with people from the original movies. Now, I didn't realize they were all links to killers from the original mm-hmm. movies, so just replace that with they have links from killers. So some will be relatives or friends of friends. Of um, the killer, apparently. Of the killer. Oh, you know, like sure. somebody knew the killer. Da, 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 da. Tara and Sam's connection to the killer is they happen to live in the house where the killings took place. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's nice and easy. Sam does some digging and finds the finds some kids in her school that have relation to the murders, that have relation to the previous killers, mm-hmm. and he gets she gets them. That's actually quite smart. I like yeah. that. She gets them all to meet up, and tells them that they're all in trouble, as everyone has this connection, and it is revealed what those connections are. So either there'll be distant relatives. Now I thought Wes Hicks and Judy Hicks was the connection, but obviously you're telling me not. But there'll be like it can some, be whatever you want it to be, Maddie. Yeah. So there'll be some that are relatives, but there'll be some like looser connections, like maybe someone had a boss or a teacher. You know, that had a connection with the original killings. Maybe somebody has bought Shaggy's old car. <laughs> you know what? You mean uh, and that's Matthew link- Lillard's car. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew Lillard was one of the killers in the in the first Scream movie. In the first movie. So that'll be the link. They'll also discuss the fact that everyone's a suspect. Mm-hmm. Like what happens in this movie all the time or these series of movies. Yeah, everyone's, that's right. everyone's a suspect. So Wes says that all the modern movies he sees right now seem to have a political edge. So the killer most likely will be a minority to send like a political message. Really? Now, Liv, one of the other students interjects saying, no, 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 the killer can't be a minority because modern movies, the killer is often like a white male. And saying comments like that makes him seem racist enough Mm. to be the killer because, you know, in movies so far, that's usually a- I actually really like this angle because I strongly suspect that they're going to go down this route. (laughs) That, you know, it makes him suspect number one, right? This guy, because he's a bit of a jerk. Suddenly, Richie perks up and says, no, 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 no. This is like a reboot. The killer won't do anything original. They're most likely going to retread the events that have happened before. So if he were- That's why they're killing people directly related to mm. the killers from the previous movie, because they're going to do what's been done before. Exactly, exactly. So if we figure out what's been done then, then we should be able to solve it. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense, right? That's a But logical. we're still targets, though, so we better watch our asses. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So in the middle of the movie, just to breeze over it, will be more teenagers dying, some at school, some at home. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at all this effort. <laughs> unexpected scenarios. The killer will use, uh, as I said before, text messages to people. Like, he'll text them directly. He'll kill people with text messages? Yeah, exactly, exactly. He'll, he'll <laughs> throw the knife emoji at them. Um, but it will also be a presence on social media, so he'll, I don't oh, wow. know. wow, he's got like a, an Instagram page. <laughs> he'll Snapchat them. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing really well on TikTok. He has a, he has a Facebook page. He comes and out Insta- flossing. He has an Instagram page where he's taking a, a photo of his like coffee that he ordered. Yeah. <laughs> so all the kids will receive om- ominous texts here and there, and it'll like freak them out, and they don't know where it's coming from. Now, the kids and the adults are all working together at this stage, and they decide, you know what, what's better is, you know, it's a, it's a horror movie trope that we all split up and get killed, and a few of us have got killed already, so let's stick together. Mm-hmm. And let's go to the main house where the climax of the movie was um, from the first movie. Do you really want me to hurt you at this point? Has this happened before? No. Who's still alive in your plot? Uh, so far, Dewey, Gail, Sydney. Okay. Sam, He's going for the easy route. <laughs> and uh, Richie as well. Wes. Okay. And take take a pick. Maybe Liv. Maybe like okay, cool. another teenager or so. Um, so everyone else is dead. Yeah. Okay. All the people we don't care about are dead. Um, so they decide to go back to the main house and they decide this is where they're going to trap him, right? They're all going to be together in the house okay. and the killer will be like lured so in. So they've got like a basement that if he goes down into the basement, like it's <laughs> underneath like a, a, a kitchen counter that moves over to the side and they're yeah. going to lure him down in the basement and set him on fire. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. But the, the but idea- then he's going to escape and kill a whole bunch of firemen though. Yeah, of course, of course, naturally. Because the idea is like in the movies, in horror movies, usually the idea is that, they, you know, you, you try to flee and the killer will kill you. But if they stay together and if they meet the killer head on, it'll be unexpected and that's how they'll catch him. Sure. Which is completely original, right? No yeah. horror movies have been doing that. So during the scene, there'll be a lot of discussion about horror movie tropes, people accusing each other as the killer. Uh, mm-hmm. During this point, the killer will strike again and they'll chase the killer into like outside the house into like a shed where they- a kill box. Where the killer is obviously like thrown his gal off. Oh, I should say by this stage the killer has a metal mask at this stage because he's. Oh, that's right. There was a metal mask in one of the the trailers, yeah, I think. Because in the opening scene, his original white mask gets broken. Okay. So they follow the killer into a shed, and when all the main characters fight, catch up with who they presume the killer is, they see it's Wes holding a bloody knife. <gasps> so Dewey oh, no. arrests him. Now, at this stage also in the farm, I just want to point out that- Farm? Well, they're in a farm, right? That's where the house is. No. Oh, I, I tell you what. Sydney's house in- Not uh, Sydney's house. It's- um, it's uh, Oh, Drew Shaggy's, Barrymore's- Oh, Shaggy's, Shaggy's house. house. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, so Shaggy's house is not on a farm. I thought it was Sydney's out in the house was on in a farm. Okay. Well, it's in I, Shag- I, I watched four of the movies like within two <laughs> days, so I could be getting mixed up. Look, it's Shaggy's house, but in any case- Shaggy's farm, there you go. Shaggy's farm. But in any case, it doesn't really matter if it is a farm or not, but Dewey will, when he reunites with Gay, will ask her to have a walk around. You know, walk okay. around the property. Let's walk around. Let's look at the cows. Well, it's a callback to the original movie where they had that romantic sure. walk. Sure, yeah. Nice little scene, I thought. So Sam will think she's safe, so I think she's going to be attacked by the killer. So both her, Wes, and Dewey go back to Dewey's police station. You know, he's he's arresting. He's, he's made retired. A, he's made a citizen's arrest. Okay. You know, he's dawning the badge up again, you know. Um, so they think everything's okay, and suddenly she, like, looks at 
Dewey's coat. So Dewey will have a coat that he takes off and puts on the coat rack. <laughs> and she'll look at it and realise, oh no, there's a bloody knife in the coat pocket. <gasps> it was Dewey all along. And then we cut to a shot of like Dewey walking outside, <laughs> like throwing off his clothes, yes, taking okay. off his fake hair, and then jumping into a sports car, sliding off a cigarette. It's not scary movie, Kieran. Okay. But yeah, like they're at the police station. They're by themselves because Dewey said all the police officers have left. Why he's left at the police station. Maybe he's become a police officer again. Maybe he's like, you know. Why well, they just let back, him come back. Come out of retirement. Yeah, why not? It's a small town. They need they need the numbers. <laughs> need if the you'd people. watch the fourth movie, you'd know that there was an easy in for that. Oh, really? But since you yeah. haven't watched you miss out. You'll, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. You'll have to tell me. So she thinks Dewey's the killer. Dewey's pleading with Sam. No, no, no. It's just a misunderstanding, you know. And of course. You know. I just picked up the knife as evidence. Exactly. It was worthless. <laughs> exactly. So Sam starts to flee and she runs straight into Ghostface. Dewey will attempt to save her, but gets stabbed in the process. And so this is in the police station, this right? This is in the police okay. station, right? Sydney swoops in out of nowhere and knocks Ghostface out, but Ghostface manages to escape. Yep. No, they the Ghostface is on the ground. They turn away, like the camera turns away, and then when it comes back, he's gone. Yeah. As what, is standard. One of the things I liked about Ghostface in the original movies is how useless he is. He's always just, or she, you know, is yeah. always just like knocking into things and getting <laughs> tripping over. Like. Yeah. Yes, because it's like a regular person. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a Jason Voorhees or a Michael Myers, right? No. And it's always so easy to beat up too. Mm, yeah. So the killer is left, and they are, and they think, oh no, what about everyone else we've left at the house? So they decide they're at gonna the farm go, at the farm. Yeah. So they decide they're going to go back there and decide. You know what? It's we need to create the climax of the movie ourselves, and the climax is going to take place at the house, right? So that's where we're going to go. That's where the final showdown is going to be. I thought we already got to that point. Now we're getting to that point now. Uh, uh, okay. Going back to the house. I'm so confused. That was just a red hat. That was just something to throw you off. Okay. So most of the main characters will be injured um, or dead at this point, except for Sam, who will tackle Ghostface in the house. When she tackles Ghostface, Ghostface will say in a voice modifier that's attached to the metal mask, mm-hmm. she, um, Ghostface will say, just as, as Sam's about to kill Ghostface, I'm trying to preserve the gender of the, the character. Okay, sure. Um, I loved you like a sister. And Sam oh. will reply, you're nothing like my sister. I watched her die. And in a shocking revelation, Ghostface will take off their mask and say, but is your sister immortal? Is her methods supernatural? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was Tara all along. Tara Al Ghul. Yeah, and there's a reason I think that as well. I've heard right, some interviews. So she stabbed herself and broke her own ankle in the opening well, scene. That's, I'll get to that. I'll get to okay. that. So, well, Sam- it is a stupid twist, so it is fitting the formula. <laughs> Sam says, of course. It has to be someone with no logical motive, but someone who we saw at the very start of the movie to make it seem smart. But wait, that's impossible. You got attacked by Ghostface. I saw it. So it can't be just you. That's right, says Richie, who reveals himself from the background. Okay. Now, Richie always seemed to be the nice one. He appears. He said, he says, this town forgot what it's like to really cherish moments. Tara and I have like had our lives ruined, you know, from these killers, you know, just being connected to the killings of, you know, this town. Okay. And we wanted to get our revenge, you know, on everybody who's related to the killers. Including our own family members. <laughs> Including our own family members. Okay. And we wanted to teach them a lesson. But we also wanted to show you, Sam, how strong you could be, you know, because you didn't believe in yourself. That's going to be a message I'm going to shoehorn in at this point. And it's going to be at this part of the movie where Richie will offer Sam to join them, to be one of them. And it'll be a morality choice. All right. Classic, right? Classic Matty D plots. Classic. Yep, absolutely. So Sam will say, so- Because it works so so well for you in Black Widow. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, that's that's a cliche at the moment, you know. See, the thing is, Matty- No, it's not. Join the dark side. No, it's not. When have we seen that recently? Oh, no. We've seen it in places. When? (laughs) What, back in fucking Star Wars in 1983? (laughs) We're seeing it now. We're seeing it now. 
So, Sam, so usually we learn, like, on this show, we like to, like, improve our plot predictions by learning from our mistakes, but Matty D likes to double down and make the same mistake over and over and over. The clock is right two times a day. So, Sam will say, so wait, it was just you two? A broken clock is right two times a day. Yeah. A clock is right all the time. <laughs> Depends on the clock settings. So, anyway, back to my plot. So, Sam will say, it was just you two then. No, Richie responds. It was us. And the guy, disguised as a dead body on the floor, and Dewey's insane alter ego, Davey, Scrappy-Doo, and the collective fears of all the children on Elm Street. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And Sam says, do you expect anyone to accept this? Then Richie responds, who cares? If they don't, we'll just- re- No, Mrs. Sam, I expect you to die. <laughs> if, we- if they don't, we'll just reboot the killings again. Yeah. Suddenly, Dewey and Gale come out. They're all- Where's Sydney during all this, by the way? You haven't mentioned her once. Oh, she- Sydney's with Gale. She's there. Okay. They just arrived. Well so done. They're all-, they're all injured. They barge in the door. They shoot Ghostface with machine guns. And we see a sunset. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that's how the movie is. Oh, wow. Like there was a lot of twists and turns. Now, in all seriousness, no good ones. I do think Katara is the killer. That is what I'm going to hang okay, my hat fair on. fair enough. And the reason I, I believe that is because I saw in an interview her saying she doesn't want to be the Tom Holland of the Scream franchise. So that means I think that- <laughs> That means she doesn't want to be in it. I think, <laughs> I think that's what it means. But it won't be just Tara, obviously. So I don't know who the other one's going to be. I'm not confident with that, but I do think it's Tara. Yeah. If there's one killer in this movie, they're doing something wrong. By the way, in the third movie, there was just one killer and it was really stupid and nobody liked it. Mm-hmm. And it made no sense as to how he could be in so many places at once. Because he was like all over the place and everyone's like, well, of course there's two killers. But the twist was, oh, you thought there was two killers, but there's actually one. <laughs> and of course, everyone was like, well, that doesn't work. Now, what's funny is I thought I really like half-assed my plot and didn't take it seriously. But I ended up taking it way more seriously than you did. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what did you have? Well, I spent so much time doing like detective work. I had pictures of the characters up with like string running <laughs> between them and Ghostface. And so I spent a lot of time working out what the characters' relationships were with each other. I don't know if I'm accurate, but I have like strong theories. I know I don't have the killers. I'm pretty certain I don't have the killers, but I thought I'd give it a go anyway. Yeah, give it a crack. It's a really stupid prediction, but after listening to your one, it doesn't sound so bad anymore. So let's get into it. Now, I just had an overall general theory for the movie as well. I believe at one point in the movie that Ghostface will chase one or more of the female teens upstairs because in every single one of these Scream movies, there's always a scene where Ghostface chases one of the female characters upstairs. They do, right? So at the start of... Well, at one point in the the first Scream movie, they say, how come the girl never leaves the house? She never runs outside the houses and escapes down the street. She's always inside the house and runs upstairs where it's harder to escape from the killer. Mm. And then in that movie, at they the end, that. Ghostface chases Sydney upstairs in her own house. And in every movie after that, there's always a scene where a girl is chased upstairs by Ghostface. So I can guarantee you that it has to be in this movie. Has to be. Now, the funny thing about this is they always make fun of, like, in that first movie, they're making fun of that, but then why do it in every movie if they're making fun of it? Because if you make fun of it and you do it, you're like, oh, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, exactly. They get away with it. I think it goes back to my point of these movies devolving into what they were making fun of in the first place. If you watch the movies, it feels like less and less tongue in cheek as they go along and and more and more like they're trying to make a, a legitimate slasher that follows these tropes. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. I think that the movie, quite like you, will open with Tara Carpenter home alone on a Friday night preparing to watch a scary movie. 
Now, I originally had it that she was watching a uh, an installment of the Stab franchise, which is the the slasher movie within the Scream franchise. I think you saw it at the start of the, uh, the second movie, but I'm actually going to save that for later on. And they already did like a fake out. They already did the fake out in every other sequel. So, I'm not going to do another fake out here because everyone's going to be expecting that. Okay. So, they can't do it again. No. So, she's just sitting down, getting ready to watch a scary movie. Her mum is out of town and her sister is over at her boyfriend's house. So, Tara texts her friend Amber, inviting her over with the promise of free booze and Netflix, quite like Maddie D does with me. Yeah. But Tara gets a call from an unknown number on her landline phone and Amber creepily tells her to answer the phone via text message. Turns out that someone else is using Amber's phone and Tara answers her landline. We hear the familiar voice of Ghostface on the other end, who asks Tara if she wants to play a game. <laughs> That's a different franchise. Yeah. I was you want to play a game? It was reminding me a lot of Saw. Tara at first thinks this is a prank, but after Ghostface quizzes Tara on horror movie trivia, he asks her to open the front door. Tara opens the front door, and to her horror, Ghostface is standing there and slashes her chest. With a knife, obviously. Of course. He's not lowering the prices. <laughs> <laughs> He's, these bargains are crazy! <laughs> Tara manages to lock the door, but Ghostface somehow manages to hack her security system and unlock all of her doors. Tara backs away from the front door, but is attacked from behind by Ghostface, who gets in a few good stabs. Tara crawls for her life on the floor, and Ghostface brutally snaps her ankle by stamping on it, before dragging her away. And here, of course, quite like in your prediction, we have our opening title, which is simply Street Scream. Nice. It's standard for all these movies. Now we cut to Tara's sister, Sam, who returns home and is devastated to find Tara's mangled body. But Tara is somehow still alive and is rushed to hospital. Oh, wow. So she survived the attack. Nice. So Sam, her boyfriend Richie, there you go, and Tara's school friend Amber are all brought in for questioning by the police with the investigation led by Sheriff Judy Hicks. That's right. She's a sheriff, right? She yeah, was, that's um, right. She was Dewey's um, like second in command. Yeah, she was uh, Dewey's deputy that's in right. the fourth movie. That's right. So glad you worked that into your plot. <laughs> Oops. Sheriff Hicks is concerned since she's seen serial murders similar to this in the past, 11 years ago to be specific. Sam explains that she was at her boyfriend's house the whole night and Richie also backs up her claims. Amber reveals that her phone had gone missing the day before and she now presumes it was stolen by the killer. Amber's parents attest that she was at home the whole night as well, although they themselves weren't home the whole night. Ooh, Ooh. the plot thickens. Since she's now presumably a target, Sam and her boyfriend Richie go to the one man in town who they can turn to for help. Doofy. Mr. No. Hero. Dewey. <laughs> um, by the way, did I, I didn't watch the end of the second movie, but does he have a limp still? Or was that just something uh, the They wrote movie? that out of the third and fourth movie, but I'm bringing it back in this movie. Ah. <laughs> Dewey was formerly the sheriff of Woodsboro and helped to kill several killers in the past. Dewey is now retired and spends most of his days drowning his sorrows since his wife left him. Oh, no. He also walks with a limp. Due to him being injured in every other Scream movie. <laughs> Just all caught up with him. Yeah. So, he had a limp in the second movie, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But then in the third and fourth movie, he was just fine. Right. Okay, because they said it was nerve damage. Right. Yeah, he that's had, right. Um, in the trailer, it doesn't look like he has a limp. No, he's going to have a limp in this movie. Okay. I'm calling it now. All right. Now, Dewey refuses to help initially since he's no longer a policeman and tells them to go to Sheriff Hicks for protection. Because he's not a policeman, he's not going to do police work. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not getting involved in this shit again. Yeah, he gets I'm going to get stabbed time. in the back again. <laughs> he's like, back is just all stab wounds. Yeah. At school, we meet our cast of teens, all of whom were friends with Tara. Now, interestingly enough, while I was lying in bed this morning thinking about this plot, I was just like, are they actually school age? 
uh, it makes more sense for my plot for them to all be at school. Yeah, it seems really, it seems a stretch that everybody related or connected to the killer would be a teenager, but maybe the killer's only, maybe there's more people connected to the killer, but they, the killer's only going up. These movies always have teenagers or college age students, yep. so, I mean, they might be college age, it would be neater if I said they were college age, but in my plot, they're in high school. I think high school as well. Why not? Because it makes them young enough to carry over into yeah. sequels. So, here we have nerdy Wes Hicks, who is Sheriff Hicks's son. <laughs> Can't believe you missed that. Jock Chad and his girlfriend Liv, Chad's sister Mindy, and Amber, who, of course, we already know. Amber was friends with Tara. Mm-hmm. Amber is still shaken up by Tara's attack. She's alive. Don't forget. I originally had her die, but then I'm like, it actually makes more sense if Tara's still alive in my plot. So yeah, because she's the killer. I had to- No. I had to go back and rewrite most of my plot. Oh. So, she's still shaken up by Tara's attack, but the rest of the teens are strangely blasé about the the attack. I have murder still there. Well, it's classic because that's- The teenagers always are kind of, you know- Yeah, they don't give- They don't seem to give a shit. No, they don't. Since they're familiar with Ghostface and the slasher genre, since this is a screen movie, they all believe that any one of them could be suspects. Wes warns all of them to delete their social media, change their phone numbers, and make themselves harder to track- but the other teens mock him for his paranoia. For some reason. <laughs> for some reason, yeah. Why? Because it's a movie. They don't want to they don't want to do that with their phones though. That's that's a hassle. Yeah, exactly. Wes is also revealed to have had a crush on Tara, but she turned him down in the past. So Wes is gonna be like the movie trivia guy. Yeah. In the original movies. Basically, yeah. The Kieran character. <laughs> sure. <laughs> as long as you're Dewey. <laughs> I'm definitely there's no doubt that no, I'm you're Dewey. Doofy. Uh Amber points out that Chad has bruises on his arm, but Chad brushes them off. As football practice injuries. Football practice- <laughs> Football practice injuries. <laughs> We're also introduced to the school bully and red herring Vince, who rocks up to school in a muscle car and is generally mean to our teens. Boo. So, he's the cool guy. He's Billy Harrington from Stranger Things. And he's just there to be like, hey, sup, nerds? Smoke a cigarette yeah. and rock around in his muscle car. And he's the one we all think is the killer. Absolutely. They're like, oh, if anyone's the killer, it's Vince. Yeah, it's obviously. Him. Yeah. And when he dies, no one cares. Like, no one feels bad for him. Yeah, Absolutely. So, later at a bar, I guess all of our high school teens are of legal drinking age, or maybe it's just a teen hangout. It's one of those, like, soda pop bars. <laughs> that, that's, that's popular at the moment, yeah. the soda pop bars. Yeah, exactly. It's a pool hall. You have a soda jerk it's, at it's the front. Suddenly, it's suddenly the 1920s. <laughs> Pulling the- cranking the handle. Yeah. And they're all like, they just- they've just come Give me from, a shake. They've just come Dull from- face. From, like, playing pool in a pool hall. Well, they've been out on the road playing baseball, right? And, you know, moving away from the cars and then they go into the soda. soda yeah, exactly. Place. Now, our teens all still don't trust each other completely and point out how each one of them had motives for attacking Tara. So, obviously, the one, the main one, I think the one that we see in the trailer is like, well, Wes, you had motive because you were in love with Tara and mm-hmm. then you attacked her because you, you had the idea of if you can't have her, nobody else can have her. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, oh, Amber, you you were best friends with her. Maybe you were jealous in some regard. Chad, uh, (laughs) I didn't think this through. What's Chad's relationship with Tara? They're just school friends. Or maybe- Tara Tara did better on her tests than Chad. No, 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 I've got a better idea. No, Chad's sister- Who the hell are these characters? (laughs) (laughs) It'll make sense when you see the movie. Chad's sister Mindy was friends with Tara. There you go. That's the connection there. Right. So, why would Chad kill Tara? Oh, he needed to practice for football. <laughs> you know, you got to build up those muscles somehow. Right. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't think this through. So, they ultimately theorise, like I mentioned before, that Vince is most likely the killer because he was always a bully to Tara in the past. Mm. And you He's know, got psychotic Maybe he behaviors. made threats. Oh, okay. They also talk about the upcoming Stab reboot and chat about why reviving a long-dead franchise is just a cheap cash grab and wonder why Halloween 2018 was simply <laughs> called Halloween when it was clearly a sequel. <laughs> So, quite like you, all this meta movie 
history in there, making fun of the movie well, without actually saying it. We don't make reboots and we don't make sequels anymore. We do, we do, but we don't call them either of those things. Exactly. That's exactly what they're going to say in the movie. So we cut to Vince, who leaves the bar and stops to take a piss in the parking lot. Bad and move. is surprised when somebody starts up his muscle car and turns on the headlights. Vince yells at the person, zips up and runs over to his car to confront them but only to find that his car is empty. I love the little detail that you said he zips up, because have you noticed in movies they never do that? They're yeah, like, exactly. urinate, and they just like walk. Well, he's, like, he's got his penis out, he's yelling, he's just like, hey, hey! <laughs> and he like zips up and runs over. So as Vince looks around the area, Ghostface sneaks up behind him and stabs him to death. He's definitely dead. Not the killer. Not the killer. Damn, I thought he was. While in the hospital visiting Richie, Richie, sorry, while in the hospital visiting Tara, Sam receives a phone call from Ghostface. You can really tell that I rewrote this plot heavily. (laughs) Ghostface taunts Sam, telling her that she knows all about her little secret. He says, I know what you did last summer. Oh, wait, that's a different (laughs) movie written by the same person. Sam is then attacked by Ghostface in the near-empty hospital and is forced to hide. She hears someone approaching while she's hiding and thinks it's the killer, but it turns out to be Dewey. Dewey tells Sam that he's here to protect her, but Dewey is also attacked by Ghostface. The two have a scuffle, but Dewey manages to survive with the help of Sam and the killer flees yet again. So during the fight with Dewey and Ghostface, I think Dewey will shoot Ghostface in the chest and Ghostface will disappear while they're not looking at him. Okay. So Ghostface will be shot, fall on the ground. Sam will be like, Dewey, are you okay? And then they'll look back at Ghostface. Ghostface is gone. (laughs) Standard. Dewey calls up his old friends Sydney and Gal and lets them know that Ghostface has returned yet again. Gail now hosts a successful morning show while Sydney has settled down and started a family. She has a little baby. Oh, that's nice. Since Ghostface return could well mean that all three of them are targets again, Sydney and Gail agree to return to Woodsboro and hunt down Ghostface yet again. They're like, I'm getting sick of this. It's like an annual thing now, like Christmas. <laughs> Dewey and Sam work out that everyone... Oh, by the way, in one of the sequels, the day that the Ghostface killer, like, harassed all the teens became like a national holiday so like sydney comes back to town and they've got like everyone's dressed as the killer oh really they've got like decorations (laughs) with the killer around i'm like that's super insensitive it is yeah let's celebrate this time where everyone died imagine if like where john wayne gacy murdered all those children they had like john wayne gacy day where everyone dresses up as john wayne gacy like can you see why that doesn't make sense (laughs) oh it's ridiculous and they do that in all the fucking movies too oh really also it's really insensitive to make like movies about like the, the killer like almost a year after it happened because the stab movies of course follow the plot of the scream movies yeah but i'm like they're making the movies like and releasing them right as like right after it happened to the characters and these are like children <laughs> so can you imagine if like you went home tomorrow maddie d and your parents were killed and it was a big media sensation and then, like, the next day a movie producer approaches you and you're like, we want to make a horror movie exploiting your experience. Yeah, well, I'd only be upset with it depending on the actor they chose to play me, you know? Mm, fair enough. It's David Arquette would be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to play me. Did you see that mustache? <laughs> All right, yeah. So, Dewey and Sam work out that everyone who has been attacked so far has been related to one of the killers from the previous movies, as we've already discussed with your plot. And Richie, Chad, Mindy, Amber, Liv and Wes also have ties, meaning that they're also targets. While home alone, Wes will appear to be stalked by someone who we presume is Ghostface, and he desperately calls up Judy Hicks to come and save him, because she's the sheriff, remember. Judy will leave the sheriff's station in a hurry while staying on the phone with Wes the whole time. So she's in the car and she's racing to drive home. Wes is just like, Mom, come, come quick, I'm hiding in the basement. <laughs> but it seems that the killer gets to him before Judy can make it home, and she's left to scream in anguish. Aww. She tells everyone, you got my son. He's missing. Like, she, he, she's missing when she gets home. So, doesn't see the body. No, the doesn't see the gone. body. Oh, okay. The money she left for pizza is gone. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost face is eating the pizza. Yeah. 
Around this point in the movie, Chad and his girlfriend Liv will be in the middle of a steamy makeout session before Liv is suddenly killed by Ghostface. Chad will try and make a break for it, but will be mortally injured and also killed. So he's stabbed a few times, tries to use his quarterback abilities to like <laughs> run away, but he can't. He's hobbling away. and Yeah, shouldn't have had sex, Chad. Ghostface catches up with him. Exactly. That's exactly it. Meanwhile, this is where it gets juicy, Matty D. Get Love excited. It. Amber doesn't want to be alone, so she goes to stay with Mindy. Mindy is acting strange towards Amber, and for a while we think that Mindy might be the killer. So there's a scene in the trailer where like Amber is standing in a fridge, like she goes down to a basement, looking in a fridge, and she shuts the door, and Mindy's hiding behind the door, and goes, don't trust anybody. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Don't trust the fridge? Don't trust anybody. <laughs> don't trust that milk, it's been yeah. in there for a while. There, there's stuff in that fridge that have been there too long. But Mindy soon reveals that she has a crush on Amber, and Amber feels the same. They bond over their mutual love of Tara as they have a kissy. There we go. So they both have a crush on Tara as well. Uh, Oh, okay. So they they like each other, or they like Tara? They they both like Tara, but they also like each other. Oh. They're lesbians, Matty D. Okay. So (laughs) your movie's going to end in a threesome? Maybe. But so the reason that they have this connection now is because right. the girl that they both had a crush on has had this traumatic right. experience happen to her and then they connect over that yeah, way. Yeah, okay. And they come out to each other, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. But this happiness can't last forever, Maddie D. No. As Mindy is killed by Ghostface while Amber is in the bathroom. <laughs> oh no, poor Amber. Am- poor Mindy. <laughs> Amber returns to find Mindy dead and is stabbed in the stomach by Ghostface. She runs outside and tries to call for help, but is caught and killed and dragged away. Just like the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she was also killed. There you go. Probably not as brutally, though, let me just say. Both Sydney and Gail arrive in Woodsboro and meet up with Sam and Richie and let her know that they've been through the same situation four times before. <laughs> it's, a, it's almost tiring now. It's just like, yeah, it's a routine. It's boring. So you're telling me I saw, sat through four of these fucking things. Sam recognizes Sydney since she's famous in Woodsboro for her misadventures. And they made seven fucking movies about her in this universe as well, and a, and a reboot. Man, if I was Sydney, I'd just be like, I know she's moved to another area, but I'd be just like just flying to a different country. Just be like, I'm yeah. done with this. Yeah, absolutely. And if someone called me and it's just like, oh, these killings. You should have done that movie too. <laughs> these killings are happening. I'd be like, uh, see ya. I'll be in Argentina. Bye. Yeah. I'll be in Buenos Aires. I'll be in Budapest. <laughs> Budapest. Still hasn't learned. Oh, here you go. Sydney, Gail, Sam, and Richie all plot to draw Ghostface to Sam's house, which coincidentally turns out to be Sydney's old house. It's not a farm. Dewey will be involved as well, unless he's already been killed. But if Dewey gets killed off in this movie, the fans will revolt. So I doubt that's going to happen. Is he a fan favorite, is he? Yes, he is. Oh, really? He's the hero of these movies. Okay. So by the third movie, he's like the action hero. And by the fourth one, he's like the most competent character. No way. Has to rescue the two girls all the time. It's quite different to oh, the absolutely, first movie. Absolutely. That's why I said you're, like, you're missing opportunities here when you didn't watch the sequels. So right on cue, Ghostface attacks Sam while she's alone with Richie. And Richie is injured during the fight. Not killed. But Sydney and Gal manage to corner Ghostface in the kitchen and set him on fire. Quite like in Halloween Kills, I and guess. And also we see that in the trailer, right? That's right. So Ghostface throws off his burning robes, revealing himself to be Wes. Quite like in oh. your plot. Oh my goodness. But wait. No way. Was I- it Wes killed off camera? I didn't say Wes was the killer. Well, you said that Wes was framed as the killer. Yes, that's right. So it turns out that Tara was in love with Amber. Look, she's a lesbian as well. There's so many lesbians in my movie. Which is why she turned down Wes. Wes was jealous and decided to kill both Tara and Amber, blaming Ghostface for the murders. Wes also didn't care for anyone else in their circle of friends, (laughs) 
So he killed them for simply not taking the attack seriously. He's like, you guys, someone got attacked and nearly killed and you're not taking it seriously. They're like, meh, this happens all the time in this town. He's like, that's it. So I'm going to kill you. Because yeah, I'll make you take it seriously. You didn't try to. Is, does he feel like they're, they're kind of like not taking him seriously? Yeah, that's take right. It personally. That's right. So they call up the police, obviously. They've called up the police during the attacks because everything's ready. So Sheriff Hicks is called in to arrest her own son. And we get a second reveal where we find out that she was working alongside him Ah, the whole time. That's a great twist. You see, Judy Hicks idolizes Dewey and always wanted to be just like him, as we saw in the fourth movie. You remember that, Matty D? Nope. So she plotted with her son to orchestrate their own Ghostface murders so that Judy could take the credit for killing Ghostface this time, just like Dewey did several times in the past. So she can be a hero. Absolutely. They planned to pin the murders on Sydney and Gale, since they knew that Judy would be drawn to the town when the killing started. Since all the victims were also related to the previous movie's killers, people would assume that Sydney and Gale were getting a twisted revenge on the people who tormented them in the past. Makes sense? That does make a lot of sense. <laughs> That does make a lot of sense. I'm actually impressed. Sydney and Gal both shoot Judy and Wes. Not with machine guns, but with regular (laughs) handguns. But just when we think all is well, Judy springs back to life and attacks Gal with a knife. But before the knife can cut Gal, Dewey appears and shoots Judy in the head, remarking that he never trusted that bitch. So we've got to have the killer coming back for one last scare. Why not? Sydney, Gal and Dewey go home happy, and Sam and her sister Tara are left alive to return in a sequel. That will never happen. (laughs) That's your prediction. The sequel will never happen. Absolutely agree with you. Because they can't win. They can't win with this movie. I don't think it's going to be another Halloween 2018 where everyone was just like, wow, what a great new direction for this series. What a great serious direction for this series. I think they're stuck doing too much of the same thing so they can't innovate. And if they do anything different, the fans are going to be upset. If they do anything to the main characters, by the way, the final line, one of the final lines of Scream 4 was, don't fuck with the original cast. Yeah. So if they fuck with the original cast at all, we know that the fans are going to be upset. It's probably too far into the series to bring any new fans, which is why I'm questioning why, you know, why would they make a sequel to this? Yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, like, they're releasing this movie, and I know it was popular at the time. Because at least with Halloween 2018, Halloween's a movie that everyone knows. Everyone knows the killer. Everyone knows the character. So if you make a direct sequel to that, you don't have to do any homework. No. But with this, you've got so much homework there. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't seem like it's it's as popular as a franchise as those other horror reboots that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's it's kind of come out of nowhere, this one. So, so you know. have to give me points in the future as long as they don't make a sequel to this. <laughs> sure, I'll give you points. I agree with you. I don't think there will be a sequel to it. And uh, I guess we'll see if it if it lives up to its, uh, you know, its franchise. Yeah, we will see. So, you, the dear listener, do you have any theories on what you think is going to happen in the upcoming Scream movie? Do you think you know who the killer is? Yes, do you? Do you? agree with either of us who do we Do you agree with Maddie D? I do think it's Tyra. Okay, fair But enough. I like your theory that it's uh, the Hicks family. The Hicks family. Yeah. I don't think I'm correct there because technically Judy Hicks is a returning character, but she was only in one movie, so fans aren't attached to her in the same way. Imagine if it was Gail. <laughs> it's never going to be one of the original cast because they cannot do They cannot do that. And if yeah. they do that, like I said, the fans will revolt and this movie will you know, be I'm, terribly received. Yeah, I'm interested to see because I guess the, the, the appeal of the original movie was it was referencing movies that were on, like that were out at the same time, but now there are, yeah. are no movies like this that are you not know, really out. So, like, are they going to just reference stuff from- the Invisible 30 Man. years ago? Antebellum. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Are they going to reference Marvel movies? It's like Blumhouse movies? Yeah, maybe. This is a Blumhouse movie, Matty D. They're not going to do that. <laughs> Did you realise that? Nope. But they yeah. make all the horror movies, so I don't yeah, know why exactly. I'm surprised. 
Or may- maybe they'll talk about all the fucking Conjuring and Insidious movies that oh, we have yeah. to sit through. Man, maybe. man, if there was something worse than the Scream franchise. I'll tell you what, the Scream franchise looks pretty good compared to the Conjuring franchise. I don't know what you you're talking me. about. I had a fun time watching these movies or this movie. Well, anyway, so if you have any theories on what you think might happen, if you know who the killer is, please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's right. Let us know any of your thoughts. Let us know if you think Matty D has a great plot, or if you think I have a great plot. Or you think both our plots are trash. Yep. Which <laughs> let is us know. most likely the case. And before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. I hope you're excited for this one, Matty D. Let's talk about retreads, Kieran. Let's talk about doing the same formula over and over again. Yeah, because next week we're doing another installment of actual spoilers where we go back and look at a movie that we've covered in the past and see how close we got to predicting the plot. And it's finally time. This has been a very long time coming. The movie was delayed several times. I saw it in the cinemas finally. Because next week we're talking about the latest installment in the Fast and Furious franchise, Fast and Furious 9. Also known as F9. (laughs) Also known as F Us. (laughs) Yes, we'll be talking all about that next week. And yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year, one and all. I guess next week will be our New Year's Eve show. Yeah. It will actually be out on New Year's Eve. Well, we'll see you all next year. Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no! Big no no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. You see, you push the laws and you end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife.